those people are the main link with what we intend and what the customer experiment. And if our people, being our ambassadors, are not just feeling well, are not just well balanced, are not just well full of energy, we're not doing the right job. What does employee wellness and work-life balance really mean and look like in practice? One size does not fit all. How do you scale this process up in a large corporation, making it responsive to each employee? Neil Walters, Managing Director at Chapman CG in Japan, talks to Stefan Voyer, Senior Vice President of Human Resources at LVMH Japan, about the process of establishing real employee wellness. Welcome to the Chapman CG Global HR Interview. Welcome, uh, Stefan, to uh, today's podcast. Well, thank you very much for hosting me. Thank you so much. To, to start off, uh, Stefan, why don't you tell us a little bit about your role and the work that you do at LVMH? I've, uh, I've joined LVMH in Japan uh, since one year ago, uh, after about nine years in the company. So I'm still very much going through my learning curve in the Japanese market, and at the same time, I still have my candor and fresh eyes as a particular observer of the market practices and trends. Uh, my role is to oversee all the HR operations for our group, which is made of 70 different maisons, different brands. Uh, we basically have a, a lot of people working in retail in this market, where we are mainly right. a distribution company, and about 80% of our talents are working in the field, in-store, facing the customers. Excellent. No, thanks for the detail there. Very helpful for our listeners to understand the topic at hand and what is considered a hot topic for Japan, the employee wellness and work-life balance. Um, for yourself and LVMH, I guess I'd like to ask, why do you see a need to further explore um, this particular HR issue? Yeah. Well, I mean, two, two elements about that. The first one is specific to LVMH, and the second one is very specific to what the Japanese market is about. When it comes to LVMH, as I mentioned to you, about 80% of our talents are in the field in-store. And as right. such, they are the ultimate and true ambassadors of our brands, our mm. company, our reputation. They are the ones to face the final customer. So those people are the main link with what we intend and what the customer experiment. And if our people, being our ambassadors, are not just feeling well, are not just well balanced, are not just well full of energy, we're not doing the right job. So beyond an employee wellness intention, there's a strong, strong challenge about being a distribution company where you challenge yourself every morning when you open the store and every evening when you just close it. So from an LVMH angle, this is a very central topic for those reasons. Now, when it comes to Japan, I must confess that this market is pretty unique in many ways. I mean, just one or two numbers. The first thing is, if I'm understanding correctly, this is the record low unemployment context since 1974, with less than 2.8% unemployment. This is a place, a marketplace, where on average, talents receive between 1.5 to 2.5 job offers on average 
depending on where you live, where is your location nationwide. Uh, it's the first time in my life I see talents keen to leave their job and their company without having any other job externally because it's a full market. So clearly in this market, which is a very uh, tense market in terms of talent, on top of that, we have some generations conflict with new aspirations for the new members of the workforce. And among those aspirations, there's a clear, clear growing aspiration beyond pay, beyond personal development, beyond self-fulfillment, which is about well-being. And as a, I would say, a visible company and visible employer, like any foreign companies, I think we have a strong, a strong interest to look at that in, in priority. No, I think the, the approach is accurate. And, and I guess the methodology that you want to take um, for that, what do you feel that uh, yourself and the HR team at LVMH can, uh, can do to help manage their work-life balance of employees when historically in Japan, from a cultural perspective, it's been tipped in favor of work as opposed to the, the life balance piece? Um, right. What are some things that you guys want to, I guess, drive and implement? Yeah, the very first thing I'd like to share is my personal conviction is that this is not a topic in which you must respond with one-size-fits-all types of actions. Right. It's like moving from generic employee commitment to real individual people engagement. Mm -hmm. If you think about what Japanese government is trying to do with their Premium Friday initiative, it's a one-size-fits-all approach which encourages every employee and every company to open the doors of the offices at 3 p.m. every, uh, not every Friday, but once a month on the Friday. That's typically right. a generic approach that does not fit the individualized aspirations and needs. And when it comes to people engagement, the work-life balance and personal well-being will have a very different resonance and meaning depending on who you talk to. It's a very people-driven definition. So for people, it will be very much driven by personal health considerations. For others, it will be very much driven by being a working mother and taking care of childcare. Uh, for others, and especially in Japan, it's a growing aspiration, which is about elderly and dependent care with such an aging population. Uh, and depending on your generation and, and, and personal structure, you may look for short-term or long-term types of benefits in the field of work-life balance. So, mm. overall, when we work on this topic with the HR teams and the management, because this is not only an HR thing, we try to be very much personalized and to bring some distinct responses to those distinct aspirations. So, we have an approach which is clearly not perfect, lots of room for improvement, but we have different fields of interventions trying to address those very separate and distinct needs within the organization. No, I, I like the uh, premise of one size does not fit all and you have to be creative. Um, in looking at what you've already found out about the, the Japan market around this particular issue of work-life balance and wellness, uh, is there a particular challenging topic or, or uh, is there a particularly challenging aspect to this topic in Japan that you 
will find difficult to tackle. Of course, I mean there is a, always this question of you know the relationship to the the work culture, to the long hours, to the visible commitment and engagement from everyone. This is very much something that is cultivated in this market. Now, as a foreign company and for any other foreign companies, I think we have an, a very important source of competitive edge versus Japanese companies. We can be ahead of regulation. We can be risk-taking and innovative versus government initiatives. We can have a quarter of advance in that. And when you ask some of your talent in those foreign companies why they join and more importantly why they stay, of course they talk about culture, they talk about meritocracy in those foreign companies, they talk about individual ability to make the difference, but more importantly, what they raise, number one, as far as I've been able to witness, is a sense of autonomy a feeling of freedom to act and a certain flexibility to move around, being more empowered to lead your own calendar, your own agenda, your own relationship to time. And this autonomy and flexibility is very much the number one aspiration to then create the conditions for everyone to feel balanced and well. And then you can add to that a series of actions and interventions, but it starts with the culture and the shared management culture that you create in your organization. And that's a very challenging uh, um, priority when you start from so far, clearly. Understood, understood. And lastly, I guess, um, you know, you're new to Japan, but to other HR leaders, what is some solid advice that you can impart to them uh, in, in regards to this wellness and work-life balance priority? Well, I, I think on one side, uh, you need to set a clear direction and a very strong ambition that people engagement, employee wellness is about management culture, autonomy to act, freedom to lead oneself, providing long-term perspective for your career, providing very strong and genuine reasons to believe and sense of purpose. This is what is going to drive trust and self-esteem on one side. But on the other side, you need concrete signs of that. And what the what I would strongly advise and what we humbly try to do at our level in our organization is to test and learn. Try and learn. Do a little, learn a lot with some little out-of-the-box ideas or initiatives. So some of them might sound very, you know, teeny or very low scope, but uh, they are very much intended to target some specific needs and the addition of those small initiatives can make a difference. It can be in areas like, you know, shorter work hours for better balance, uh, uh, creating the conditions for work from home. Uh, for our people in retail, we are adapting the work schedule for the working moms. Uh, we very much value and reward the role modeling from senior leaders. Uh, another example is that we try to really encourage the return of our talents after maternity leave through some uh, very specific career meetings and mobility management and some childcare selected support. Stefan underlines that the key is moving from generic employee commitment to real individual people engagement. Work-life balance is an individual definition 
The idea is to make an employee wellness initiative that is not a formula, but a process adjustable to each employee with an ear to the local culture as well. For more excellent conversations with great thinkers, subscribe to us on iTunes and check us out at chapmancg.com.